There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. and welcome everybody to bench with bubba episode four and for those that don't know that is your new saturday morning wake-up call folks in about days when college football comes back into action that is your new college game day song uh it's called collider by x ambassadors featuring tom morello a little different not your coming to your city song but uh it, it may, it'll grow on us because what else are you going to do on Saturday mornings during college football season? But with that being said, let me introduce the one and only, once again, joining Bench with Bubba, Doc. You can find him at positive underscore vig. How you doing tonight, Doc? Doing well, doing well. Excellent. Thank you. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, give me give me two cents on that song. What do you what do you think? I know you didn't hear very much of it, and uh, I can – I'll put – uh, What's up? I like Tom Morello, but – I think I gotta hear it a couple more times. <laughs> yeah, that's how I, that's how I felt. Cause I was like, I was kind of briefly telling you the few minutes we just chatted. I was like, I'm a huge Morello fan too, and I I was like, oh, this could, this could be good. Okay, we're gonna play like some Rage or something. This will be interesting. And then that came on, and I'm like, yeah. So I'll attach that YouTube video to the write up for the pod, so you guys can see really what you think about it and let us know because it's definitely different. But with that being said, we got a lot of stuff to talk about since the last time we talked. Uh, baseball's been getting goofy. Trade deadline was nuts. There's everybody's retiring. There's some virgin that wants to come play baseball again. It's uh, it's crazy. We've got the Olympics. We've got football. <laughs> let's, let's, let's start it off with some baseball. We're just going to start Yankee Nation. It's, uh, it's going crazy. They did one of the craziest, like, three weeks or whatever before the trade deadline they've done in years. Um, I'm actually working on a piece about the evil empire being rebuilt. And um, it reminds me a lot of the mid nineties when they finally started coming up with the Jeters and the Bernie Williams and the Mo Rivera's the way they got rid of a lot of the money and their, uh, they, they got all these young talented players. And then um, Mark Deshera said he's retiring. And then all of a sudden a rod's retiring next Friday or this Friday, I guess. What what's your takeaway as a Boston Red Sox fan, especially? What do you think is going on in, in the Bronx? <laughs> um, honestly, uh, I think it's great. I think it's great what they're doing. Um, even though I I hate the Yankees, um, 
the rivalry is kind of like yeah. kind of died down as you know lately. I mean, they're playing tonight, and... but, so um, I think I think what they're doing is the smart thing. I think they're just I think they if anybody like was a true winner at the deadline, it was the New York Yankees, in my opinion. So, oh yeah, no, it was it was amazing because. It's amazing because you always look at trade deadlines and it's always about buyers and sellers. And, you know, when you're a seller, it's usually not easy to see because you're getting kids that are like in double A and single A and prospects are prospects until they prove you otherwise. It's one of my favorite sayings because it's so true. Um, guys can get so angry yeah. about these teams. And you look at like the Texas Rangers, they, they blew their wad and they loaded up. And if they don't win, they're going to be crying for a long time. Like they, they had a, they had a, a deep, deep talent pool and, Given, I think they did very well in the Lucre deal, keeping some big names, no Profar, no Gallo, those kind of things. But what the Yankees did by just cutting bait with some veterans that they weren't going to re-sign anyways, or if they want, they can re-sign them now because they got money out the ass like normal. And you pick up guys like Clint Frazier from the Indians. You already had Judge Sanchez in your system, and you got a stud shortstop from the Cubs. The list goes on and on. Um, I don't know. It might not be next year. It might not be the year after, but it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see the Yankees back as a prominent player, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I thought what Texas did was a little bit weird. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I honestly don't think, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they needed all the bats. I didn't, I don't think they needed Lucroy. I didn't think they needed Beltran. I mean, Beltran's a great piece and, Lucroy's a nice piece too, but um, I honestly think they just needed bullpen help. To be honest, I mean, if I were, if I were, uh, I forget the guy's name, the GM there, but um, the young kid. But if I were him, like I think I said it to you, I, I think the Jeffress uh, acquisition was probably might be end up being their most valuable. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you saw Dyson today, Sam Dyson. Um, the uh, the shitty closer there, he almost blew it in Colorado today, which is not hard to do because it's Colorado. But then again, if you're the if you're the the Dyson, not the vacuum, but the the closer that makes leads go away. Uh, yeah, he's supposed to suck. Yeah, he he sucks. So I I, I think uh, getting a reliever, uh, more of a more bullpen help would have been more honest. Honestly, would have been more better and would have been better. And then also maybe another starter to that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think their moves are, their moves, a lot of people were ranting and raving about it, but I thought they could have just used more arms myself and they had the, all the offense. I mean, they already have Beltre, Mazzara, uh, Desmond, you name it. The list goes on and on. Moreland guy. I mean, mm-hmm. their, their offensive lineup is, and like you really needed Beltran, you really needed Lucroy. Like, I thought they could have used more bullpen help myself. So, yeah, I, I agree. They had they have catchers like Robinson Trino and Brian Wilson have done just fine behind the play. Like very formidable catchers. Right. You have no more Mazzara um, in the outfield. You have Profar, who's also playing the outfield to go with the Shields when he's healthy. Desmond, the offense, like you said, it's loaded from top to bottom. It's freaky. Given when I first saw their new lineup, it's it's disgusting. It's it freaky, is. but um, it's like a slow pitch softball lineup. But <laughs> but it's like you said, 
what they needed to trade their prospects for was an Aroldis Chapman or an Andrew Miller, someone that when one of your big pitchers like you Darvish or Cole Hamels gets you to the eighth, even the seventh inning, seventh, eighth inning, you feel good because right now you don't feel good about anything. And come playoff times, that's going to bite you in the ass more often than not. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy trade deadline. I don't remember one like that. Usually we get that in NBA once in a while, and that's about the only sport. This was bananas. Like, that last day up to, like, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern was just utter chaos. I couldn't keep up on the Twitter handle. It was fucking nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, usually it's kind of a buildup of, like, and usually we're kind of disappointed with, like, the, the lack of moves. But, uh, no, it was, it was definitely – it was big. Yeah, well – We'll take it back to the Yankees real quick. And one of the ones that really I was – I woke up hungover Sunday morning and <laughs> they were making breakfast. I was at my sister-in-law's house and they were making biscuits and gravy in the kitchen. And I'm on, the tw- I'm on my phone checking Twitter and I start laughing. And they asked what's so funny. I said, the Yankees are essentially making A-Rod retire in the middle of August. Yeah. And – they're like, well, what's the big deal? Like, they're women. I don't expect them to understand that. And sorry to any women sports fans. It's not trying to be sexist. It's just they're not sports people. Um, usually when you have someone retire, even Mark, even Mark Teixeira, for Christ's sake, last week said, I'll retire at the end of the season. Like, why is A-Rod, yeah. especially when he's so close to 700? That one, I want to know what's really going on behind the scenes. There's something to yeah. it. And then they, then they pick Friday yet they're not playing them pretty much any of the days going to Friday. So what the hell is it? What do you think? Do you have, do you have any idea? Uh, maybe they got a week <laughs> to prepare for some like special send off, whatever saying A-Rod, it's been real, but yeah, I, get I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but um, you know, it's just really disappointing. Cause like, I remember seeing him with the Mariners and how special of a player he was and, I mean, everybody remembers back in that summer when he uh, was 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 he traded to the Rangers? No, he signed as a free agent to the Rangers. Right? That was one of the yet. that was one of the first big free agent signings that like really yeah, started ten p- years. Yeah, started 10 pissing years, people off. Yeah, 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 and um, it's like you know, I mean, the guy was a special talent, and then after all the PED use, you're kind of like, you just kind of feel cheated a little bit. You know, it's just like, wow, the guy really would. I mean, granted, and when he was in Seattle, I, apparently he wasn't doing the, the PEDs, but I guess all the pressure got to him and says, oh, I need this little extra help, make sure I cash in and all this stuff, and make sure I'm worth my contract or whatever. I don't know, but I'll never get the reasoning behind it, but no. um, it's sad. It's kind of sad to see like that great of a talent. Yeah, it's like the same. That. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's the same sob story you hear with, like, Bonds and McGuire and all these guys. It's like, yeah. I need to do it to keep up and make money because everyone else and blah, 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 blah. I tweeted out a picture of A-Rod with Griffey when they were back on the Mariners. He looked just like Bonds did with the Pirates, just like McGuire did with the A's. It's like they're sticks of themselves. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's going to be a shame about A-Rod retiring? Because we just had the, the, the playboy of all playboys retire last season, Derek Jeter. And now you have you have A-Rod retiring who he'll never say it, but he wanted to be Derek Jeter. I think if if A-Rod isn't already bisexual, if he was ever going to, Jeter would be his guy. <laughs> because it's like he wanted everything in his power to be a Yankee. 
And, you know, there's always that saying to be a true Yankee. I don't think he's ever a true Yankee. They never really bought into A-Rod there. No, they didn't. Um, but it's like he always wanted to be Jeter. He was always in his footsteps. Jeter was dating the top 100 Maximiles, uh models. A-Rod's de- dating, like, the 40 and over hot actresses. Yeah. Um, he's, he's trying to keep up but can't do it. He had a fucking centaur made of himself and put it above his bed. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Can you be any more but, narcissistic? But, that's my thing. The point I think I'm getting at is, who's the next A Rod? <laughs> I can't think of one off the top. I was I thinking about think it all day. One. Yeah, because now I you can't. got a bunch. Well, of oh, wait, a minute, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got one. I got one. Bryce Harper. <laughs> and you know that is. We didn't even script that shit because what I was going to go with next and after the Yankees made all those trades, Bryce Harper will be in pinstripes in a year or two because they're going to yes, pay him like will. $400 million. And how perfect is that grease back hair going to look there in Yankee Stadium? That fucking hair. Oh, my God. If you didn't hate the Yankees already, you are, <laughs> you're going to be miserable for like 15 years. <laughs> I can't stand him. I can't stand him. Because they are going to give him the biggest contract in the history of baseball, and it won't even be close. It'll be he'll eclipse it by like fifty million dollars. It'll be it'll be absolutely ridiculous. Okay, well we'll move on from a Rod, and that that was perfect. I, that was just outstanding. Bryce Harper couldn't have said that better right there. Um, going back to Texas real quick, a shocker today, Prince Fielder, but he did it like a true businessman. He didn't announce his retirement. He announced he's physically not cleared to play baseball, so he can't play for the rest of his life. But since he didn't retire, he gets paid the rest of his contract. Yeah. Genius. But like you said, yeah. Texas doesn't even know. Yeah. But I, that's, I, another sad, I really, that's another sad story, too. So. Yeah, because I was talking with some people today. Like You remember little, little chubby prints running around the home run derbies when Cecil was hitting bombs and – all that kind of stuff. And then um, when he came up with Milwaukee, he was so fun and freaking just awesome. And then he went vegan and just kind of went downhill from there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a shame right there. But on one last light note, when it comes to baseball, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Spotlight couldn't just sit on an SEC network set and just shut his goddamn mouth Tim Tebow decides, I want to come back and play baseball now. What do you think of that? Uh, I'll, I'll file that under I don't give a shit, to be honest. <laughs> I don't care less, but I'm sure we'll hear, it all, hear about it every day on SportsCenter um, if you watch the four-letter network. But, um, oh, Neil Walker just hit a homer. Oh, nice. Um, I I, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit. I mean, if he has a tryout, good for him. If he makes the big leagues, good him. Good for him. God bless. Whatever. I don't care. It just makes me laugh because you look back on his NFL time and sure he was unorthodox and sure he wasn't great, but the scary part is he won games and the NFL, all you really care about is winning. It's all you really care about. You look at the, like you got Mark Sanchez. He's about to lead the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Elway wanted him out of Denver in the worst. I just, I'm just still kind of confused on how he didn't get a job somewhere else, like stick somewhere else. Not even the CFL would take him. It's just, <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. I mean, his release was just so 
slow. I mean, Elway wanted him out in the worst way, and it was so, like, sickening how, like, he won that playoff game against Pittsburgh, and, like, John Elway was, like, jumping for joy, but deep down inside he was like, shit. Yeah, You got to deal with this shit, you know? It's like, because just, you know, God, you know, I I mean, I don't know really know, but when he got signed in New England at one time and they brought him in for training camp and I was like, I was the happiest Dolphins fan on the planet. I was ecstatic. <laughs> I was so happy. But, uh, oh man, that was like but, probably one of the worst. That was that was like the worst signing since Chad Johnson, probably. Ocho but Cinco. We right we're going to talk about Ocho Cinco in a little bit, actually. Ocho, but no, uh, no. one last, no, no, no. One last thing on Tebow, besides being the forty-year-old virgin, is. Um, the scary part about Tebow and this whole bullshit, there are his, his agent and everything. Oh, it's not publicity, all this crap. Okay. An independent league team already offered him a contract. Well, it's oh, well, ridiculous. That's t- tickets, ticket sales. But you know what the worst part is? I'd go watch him. I'd probably, that's would the problem. I'd rather go. Well, you know, I, where I live, where I live, we have that super, super duper minor league team called the Worcester Tornadoes. Oh, yeah. And, um, Jose Canseco actually Jose Canseco actually played there for a couple of weeks and nobody gave a shit. Nobody cared. Nobody. You know, That's outstanding. Nobody. Like you said, we're going to hear about this probably every day for until he either signs or says I'm not playing anymore. So uh, we'll, I have a sad feeling we'll be talking about that again sometime. But let's, just let's yeah. shift off. Oh, fuck. Ah, no. Let's shift off. <laughs> Well, and let's go to the NFL Hall of Fame. We have the one, the only, Brett Favre. Sorry, Doc, you got me? Yes, I do. Doc? I hear you. Right, cool, sorry. So we'll shift over to NFL, to the Hall of Fame. Stupid freaking websites, they're automatic commercials. Um, this past weekend, Brett Favre, simple case for Hall of Fame. We'll start with that. Do you have any issues with Brett Favre in the Hall of Fame? No, I love Brett Favre. I love Brett Favre. Yeah, it's hard. Brett, Brett I, yeah. I have like me and actually me and my buddies, um, we actually made a pact, although we didn't fulfill the pact because we said once he goes into the Hall of Fame, we're going to go see him in Canton. And I was seeing somebody, some buddies down in um, – West Virginia and Ken's not that far away from there, but like who can forget like Favre watch mm-hmm. back in that summer when he was with the Packers and like uh, Favre's just like, he, I mean, he's a little bit of attention whore. It's like, yeah, but I mean, the guy's funny. Mm-hmm. It's like every interview with him is like hilarious. It's like he asks he like a question and he answers it himself. He's like, I mean, can I send pics of my dick to any girl? Yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> I mean, c- can I still play? Yeah, I think I can. I can still play. <laughs> so, I, I Brett Favre to me is like um, one of my favorite football players of all time. That like, even though he, I didn't, I wasn't like a Packers fan or anything. I I loved watching him play. I'll never forget the Raiders game when his after his father yeah, passed away that he had that ridiculous game and just, just nuts. And I mean, yeah, towards the end of his career, he kind of milked it for whatever, for every, 
everything it was worth, but I enjoyed watching him play. He was a true legend of the game. Yeah, no, it, it you don't like you said you don't have to be a Packers fan. It's hard not to be a Brett Favre fan. The guy yeah. is just as blue collar American football as you can find. Like mm-hmm. he's out there doing freaking Wranglers commercials for Christ's sake. Drew Brees right. is only Drew Brees is only doing Wranglers commercials because Brett Favre retired. Um, it's like he just did so many things, and I'm a little bit of a Packers fan, but it wasn't because <laughs> of Brett. It wasn't because of Brett. The Brett is. He's awesome, and I wish he didn't stick around for as long, but the best part about him actually going into the Hall of Fame now is he can't come back and play. So that's all said. <laughs> yeah. we like, he, he literally can't fucking troll us anymore. It's yeah, over. Exactly. Done. Thank you, Brett. But like you said, his interviews are phenomenal. I just don't think he has the desire because he, you know every station's asked for him to be on set. He has oh, to. Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm sure and, of it. And, I'm trying to figure out if he'd be good on set or if he'd be good in a game, like as like a, an Aikman type. I can't quite figure it out. I just don't think he gives a shit enough to do it. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. He's like, if it was his schedule, he'd be all for it. Because you can tell he loves the game. He goes back and coaches high school football still. Brett Favre, like one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, is coaching high school football. If he wanted yeah. to coach anywhere, he could coach anywhere. Like, there's so many things for him to do. But I mean, it was you, good to see. You, and like, uh, it, Yeah. Imagine if, like, remember the remember the Patriots against the Colts, and he went for the and Belichick went for the fourth down, fourth and two. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brett Favre would be like, "Would I have called that play? No, no, probably not. Could I have made the play? Yeah, I, I think I could have." <laughs> so I can't I can't do the impression like you. I'm not even gonna fucking oh, try because gold. No, that is gold. And I don't want to ruin this, but he basically would have. Not even listen to his headset because he's already like, we're already going for it. We don't yeah. need your help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, he's a legend. And uh, it was really funny because I just kind of watched like highlights of the Hall of Fame deal because I was busy on Saturday. And um, this gets me to my next part here because, yeah, sure, we could probably talk Brett Favre all day. But the, the rest of the class, I'm going to read them off real quick. Tony Dungy, Kevin Green, Marvin Harrison, Orlando Pace, Eddie DeBartolo Jr., Ken Stabler, and Dick Stanfield. I have to ask right now, how in all hell did Tony Dungy make the Hall of Fame? Do you agree with that at all? I, I don't know. I, I don't think he should I'm have made it in. I'm by that. Because he's the first. No. Because he's the first African-American coach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that I get it. I mean, yeah, he got the Colts, but I mean, Colts really shouldn't have been been in that game anyway from the beginning. But it was a horrible game. You rain. That was fucking like the worst Super Bowl in a long time, dude. Rex Grossman, you shitting me? Yeah, like the worst. Yeah, great. Ugh. Yeah, oh, no, I, don't, I don't. think he. Yeah, he he won a Super Bowl and he helped Michael Vick back to the NFL. Big deal. Like, yeah, he didn't do anything with the Bucks. He failed with the Bucks. I tell you what, man. I tell you what. I tell you what. Who did, man? I tell you what. I tell you what. Who uh, got it? That Tampa Bay Bucks team, man. <laughs> I'll tell you right, right there, man. Don <laughs> Gruden. He better get the. He better get Bumble the goddamn Hall of Fame if Tony Dungy I'm, gets in the Hall of Fame. I'm telling you, man. Spider Y two banana, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come in my quarter? My quarterback bus. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Tony Dungy. I don't get it. He's he's, oh, he's a mid level mid level defensive back. He was not even that great of a coach until Peyton Manning led him to the promised land. Right. Like when we see, see how well that worked, um, he looks like Sam Cassell's father. Like yep. there's really nothing going for Tony Dungy. He's horrible on TV. Like if it's not for Absolutely Rodney awful. Harrison making him, if he's not if it's not for Rodney Harrison trying to looking dumber than him, it would be really bad. And <laughs> and that's not even a jab yeah, at Rodney it. Harrison. I don't get it. it. It's just intelligence level. Um, I saw that. I didn't even realize he was in the Hall of Fame class. And I turned the TV on. And I'm like, holy shit! Like the rest of these guys, I can kind of get. Yeah. And, and for once, for once, Stephen A. Smith, did you see what he came out with the other day? I did not. He went on one of his classic rants, I'll have to find it for you, about would Tony Dungy be in the Hall of Fame if he was white? Oh, Stephen A. God. Stephen A. Smith came out with it. From oh. the top rope. <laughs> wow. Yeah, out of all I the tried, people I tried, out- I tried. I try to avoid Stephen A. at all costs, but I didn't hear about that. I got to go back to that. I got to get that clip. It, it was retweeted. <laughs> on, it was retweeted on my timeline, and I literally pulled over and watched it, and it was just jaw dropped. That's awesome. It was okay. Um, any other comments on the rest of this class? It's a bunch of guys. They were good, but this, this is what this is why I don't like the Pro Football Hall of Fame because it's every year you get at least seven guys. It's just it's so watered down, in my opinion. Like baseball could go a whole year without a guy, get one guy, whatever. The NFL, it just seems like, oh, we got to fill him in, so this is what we got. Yeah, I don't know how Terrell Unzane isn't in. I don't know how uh, – I, Marvin Harrison was well-deserving. I thought Orlando Pace was deserving. Pace was a beast. Uh-huh. Pace was awesome. I totally yeah. agree with Pace. Pace yeah. was awesome, awesome. I, I think most of the class was pretty deserving except for Dungy. I, I, yeah. Dungy stood out like a sore thumb. I just couldn't understand that. But that leads me to my next question, because, you know, what what else could we talk about besides the 2017 Hall of Fame class? And I just want to read off these six names of first ballot hall, uh, potential Hall of Famers. you got LaDainian Tomlinson. In. Donovan, Donovan McNabb. <clears throat> Don't vomit. Here's one for you. Ocho Cinco. Nope. Here's one I really like. And I think he deserves it. Brian Dawkins. Is it yes. close? That's a tough one. It's close. Here's a one I'm very biased on. Jason Taylor. Yes. It's a tough one. I, I could see that going both ways, but he was a defensive monster. And then the he, last he one. Nasty. The last one, and I think it's strictly he's done enough PR to might maybe help him, but I don't think he deserves it, would be Heinz um, Ward. God, Hinesworth was a tough football player, man. I like Hinesworth. One of the toughest ones you've ever seen. Like, literally, can't take that away from him at all. Like, he was a machine. No. No, Hines definitely belongs in the hall. That's what's so tough about it because – so, they allow seven guys in. I just named you six. I think you said four of them are in. Then you got T.O., Kurt Warner, and a handful of others that didn't get in this year. Plus, there's always the committee of, like, veterans and all that crap. Um, I think LT is yeah. automatic. If LT doesn't get in, that's a game. And then other than that, it could I could see arguments for the rest. Yeah, but don't most definitely. But yeah. Well, we'll move on for that. And let's get into a piece you recently wrote, since we're on the NFL mode. You picked up on a really solid piece, and it's getting a lot of traffic. People seem to be enjoying it. 
10 breakout players for the 2016 season. And I'll have to be honest, you picked one a hell of a cover boy. Outstanding cover boy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you, 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 you know, you don't have to kiss my ass or anything, but you put two dolphins in the top 10. This is pretty freaking awesome. But, I didn't um, even do that, but I had to. I know. I was, I was reading it going, wait a minute. This, this can't be right. I know. I didn't want to do that but, either, but um, it just happened that way, I guess. So, but yeah. there's there's a couple I, there's a couple I totally totally get down with, but one I want to ask you about, and I could see why you're doing it, but I want to hear your explanation a little more. Jadavian Clowney, you got number two, and we know it's just he can't stay on the field, but he is as they say, if he was white, he'd have a high motor. Um, what's what what are you thinking with Clowney? You thinking you know what are you predicting to break out for Clowney? Um, I think Clowney is going to have a better year than JJ Watt and Clowney is going to be a beast this year. Um, I saw really like glimpses of him, especially in that Patriots game, how quick he was. Um, I think he's still adjusting to like the defense that like essentially last year was his rookie year. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. Um, I just think if he's totally healthy, I think he will definitely be like a force to be reckoned with. I mean, te- the Texans got some nasty pass rushers too. You got um, uh, Whitney Merciless, who's pretty nasty. Of course, JJ Watt, and but I think Clowney by far is. I think he has the most potential. Um, Watt being like where he is in the defense, he's not prone to like he gets he gets a lot of sacks he's in that he's nasty. he's a beast he's he's also a media whore but i i think uh clowning is poised to have a really 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 solid year this year and and no. I, I saw i saw footage of him i watched film um on the nfl network i've watched some uh past games um this summer and i just got I just look at that guy and I'm like, he's, he's going to break out. He's, he's too good to be a bust. He's got too much talent. He's too much of an athletic freak, not to do anything. No, I agree. I think this year, this year he's, he's fully healthy and he had micro fracture surgery too, which is really, really hard to come back from. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but the younger you are, the younger you have it, of course, the more, you can recover the easily you can recover from it. I think Clowney is due for a really, really good season this year. I really do. I think he's going to be a beast. I totally agree. He's uh whenever it, you know, you're good and you know, you're a freak athlete, at least in my opinion is when every time I hear his name, a, I don't think about his injuries, which is derailed the start of his career where people are already trying to say the B word. And, but um, mm-hmm. more importantly, every time I hear his name, I think of it, South Carolina, when he blew that guy up about six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Oh, I believe it was on Michigan. Michigan yeah. Bowl game. Yeah. Out, out yeah. that goal, I think it was. Um, when that's the first thing I can – if that's the first thing that comes to mind, you're pretty fucking good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that, that play, yeah. like, if, if for some odd reason you're, you're listening to this podcast, you're, like, one of the five people that do, um, and you haven't seen that play, please just – Go do that and don't listen to any more of this. Go check that out. Um, but no, just kidding. Um, you have a couple <laughs> running backs I 
really, really like on this list. Besides Jay and Jai, I'm not going to go bias there. I totally agree with the Jai. His big thing is with uh, Gays taking over and them signing Foster and all these bullshit reports about how great Foster's playing. Well, yeah. if he can't make it past week four, well, then it doesn't matter. But we'll see how that goes. Two guys I wanted to talk about, and I love them, and I had them in fantasy leagues last year. Latavius Murray for the Oakland Raiders, who overall I think the Raiders are going to be really good, and I like them to win the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and Duke Johnson of the Cleveland Browns, who's a beast out of the U. Um, yep. Two really, really good young backs who actually had really good seasons last year. And you, when I guess, when I guess what I'm getting to is, you think they're going to do even better than they were last year? Is what you're saying? I do. I think Latavius Murray. The only thing is, he's got to be more consistent with his carries. Um, uh, he goes in. His pad level is a little bit too high, and I think if his pad level gets a little bit too low, his his runs will be more consistent. And I think with the, with the, the acquisitions they made on the offensive line, especially a simile at the guard position, I think that's going to open some gaping holes. I think you're going to see the back of um, Latavius Murray's jersey a lot this season. I think the vendors will for sure. But I, I like Murray to have a really, really solid year. I do. Yeah, I absolutely love Murray. I, I had him in at least half my fantasy teams last year. People would laugh at me. And then by like week five, they stopped laughing. Yeah. Uh, the kid is good. It's just a matter of that – last year the Raiders were so inconsistent. Like you said, it's a matter of keeping the volume, keeping the touches. Um, I think as they've gotten better, and like you said, they went and got an alignment, they went and did this and did that, I think they'll see what they have and they'll focus on that. And they'll realize you've got a talented quarterback in Carr and a great receiver in Cooper. If you make Murray the focal point, it'll make that even better. Um, yeah, yeah. you've got be, you to be more balanced. you got to be more balanced on offense, and I think that – kind of like held Murray back a little bit because they were like, they struggled on third down last year a lot. And I think the maturation of Carr with this offense, the emergence of Clive Walford, um, who I really wanted to put as a breakout player, but he's like, he's like one of those really, really hyped tight ends on in fantasies this year. Um, but you also got Crabtree who's like ridiculously reliable. Um, and then of course, um, God, uh, the name escapes me. The wide receiver, a uh, Cooper. He's going to give. He's only going to get better. He's going to be a stud. Um, mm-hmm. I think they have like the pieces this year to be like a really, really. The only thing, the only thing that kind of like concerns me with the Raiders is their schedule and the the fact that they travel east a lot. Yep. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I still think they're going to be a very, very decent team, and I think, yeah, I think they're going to win the West. Okay, one more name I want to cover because we're not going to cover every name. People still need to click on it, read the article. Is um, one that caught my eye because I thought he had a really good year last year, and I think he's super talented. And everybody hates on him. Is Mister Crabhands himself, Jameis Winston? You have number seven, uh, Tampa Bay quarterback. Do you think he? Uh, you do. You expect him to lead them to the playoffs? What's the difference this season? Um maturation pretty much um the guy was like phenomenal um I, I believe I heard a stat off off the top of my head I don't know what it was uh exactly um in the fourth quarter the guy shows up I, I believe the like the last seven games or eight games of the year he was like he was like top five in the league and efficiency I forget what it was I'm, I'm not going to spew nonsense but um, it was awesome. But he improved so much throughout the year. 
he's really slimmed down a lot. Um, he doesn't have that beer gut anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Jay, you know what, Bob, I tell you what, man, I, I was like, when he was a freshman, I didn't, I really wasn't buying into the hype of Winston. I didn't, I wasn't really all that impressed. I thought it was just basically the talent around him, but mm -hmm. his sophomore year, he showed me so much real deal. I think he's a very, very special player. I think he's going to be a very, very good quarterback. The fact that he's with Dirk Cutter this year, their turnover, like the turnover, the off, the, the head coach, the fact that Lovey's gone, but Cutter takes over, the relationship stays the same. That only helps matters. You know, he doesn't have to learn a new system or anything. I, I really expect big things out of Tampa this year. I really do. I thought they were a sneaky good team last year. They were just a couple plays away from winning like two or three more games. I think they can sneak in. I think they're the only team in the South that can give Carolina problems. This is pretty much Carolina's division to, to lose. But I think Tampa is going to uh, be one of those pesky teams in the NFC South that's going to give them a run. But I, I do see them getting into the wild card. No, I, I agree with all that. I just wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. Um, like you said, I wasn't a Jameis fan. And then that year, I think it was sophomore or junior year. What year did they win the national yeah. title? So, when, it's, that, it's for, that title, is that his freshman year? Yeah, it was his freshman year, yes. That no, title game no. impressed me. Yeah. Well, that I was sophomore or junior year. I messed up. I, I messed up. I don't I don't know if it was a sophomore or freshman year. I forget. That's all good. But that game made me get a new respect for him, and uh, it just kept developing. And then everyone was like, well, he's not mature because all the issues. And sure, people forget he's a goddamn college kid where yeah. they're watching everything you did. If people watched what I did in college, I'd be fucked. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> we all did stupid stuff. It's just the way it works. He just, has a, he just did dumber things with a spotlight on his back. But you, you listen to all the reports. He's he's taking it super seriously. He's already lost weight now. When he uh, They all talk about him being the first one in, last one out. He's he's doing things that no one thought Jameis Winston would do. And right. um, with that talent around him, and I loved him last year. He said those last five, six weeks, I rode his ass in DFS all day long because he was so cheap, and he was money. Um, yep. The guy's good, very, very good, and um, I like it. If you guys want to get catch more, read all the top ten breakout players by Doc. You can find it at uh, sportsdegens.com. Check it out. Uh, lots of good stuff there, lots of good stuff coming, as you can tell just by this little brief part. Doc is quite the NFL college football. He's all-around he's all sports guy, but he really, really, really enjoys his football, and um, we'll talk a lot more about that as the season comes up and takes place. But one last football thing you wanted to talk about, and I totally agree because I think it's the dumbest thing in the world, but if you get on Twitter, everyone's an expert. What is your opinion on betting on the NFL preseason? Um, I don't know. If you want to put some, like, like throw, like, a couple bucks down on a game, I don't know. I, I Some people actually really do well. Mm -hmm. Um a lot of like, uh, especially with totals, I noticed a lot of people do well with totals too, like hitting the unders or whatnot. Um, they know they like get this information of who's playing, who's not, stuff like that. And it's really, you know, advantageous, but I don't know. I, I, I've, I have, I mean, I mean, have I bet on the preseason? Yeah. Yeah, I have. <laughs> have I been successful? I, I can't say I have been, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I guess people call that like a warm-up to the football season. No, it's not really a warm-up. It's just kind of like getting your D-Gen on, I think. Yeah. But some people I know that actually do really well in the preseason. So more power to them. I mean, they can find an angle to do it and be successful at it than have at it. But um, not really my cup of tea, so. Yeah, let me rephrase it. I don't think it's completely, like, ridiculous to do. I get it. If you can find an edge, you can win money. Bet on whatever the hell you want to bet on. Go bet on slug races. I don't care. But um, getting that is if you go on Twitter, everyone's an expert, and they're like max betting stuff. It's preseason football. Go bet a Subway sandwich on it or something. Stupid. Let's like that's where I get like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. If it was like week if it was week ten in a divisional game, sure, go throw a nickel on it, knock yourself out. But when we're talking yeah. preseason when the starting players aren't even gonna play the first quarter, like, what the hell are you gambling on? But um Yeah. That's where I was laughing at it going, What in the hell? Because it's all over. You've seen it every day. But um, Oh yeah, the 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 fifty unit bombs on fucking preseason games, give me a break. Like, come on people, but yeah. But all right, another big thing that's taking place in the world these days, and it's slowly just showing its true colors, is the Olympics in Rio. And um, Friday night was the opening ceremonies, was one of the least watched opening ceremonies in the last 15, 20 years. Um, The events, I can't stand it because I already know what's going to happen. And most of them, the good stuff comes on after 10 o'clock at night on my coast. I don't know about the East Coast. I'm assuming it's the same. I don't know. Um, I absolutely hate this because I enjoy watching the Olympic events. I already know about the goddamn women's gymnastics tonight. It's not even on for another four hours at my house. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, what the, what the hell is this? What, and, and by the way, USA is kicking ass again, but, um, what, what are you, what's your takeaway so far from the Olympics? Anything you like or dislike about it? Um, I never dislike the Olympics. I've always been a fan. I've always watched it. Um, uh, as a kid, I think I would take like eight VCR tapes, like everything from the Olympics, um, like from like Seoul from '88 and Seoul, South Korea, Seoul, Korea, on like the 1992 Barcelona Games when um, they had the Olympics triple cast on NBC. And it was like twenty nine ninety five a day, pay per view for the Olympics. But that's that was just ridiculous. Never worked. But I've always been a big Olympic fan. Um, I do like going on Twitter and seeing a lot of people like in the Olympic spirit, so to speak. Um, there's actually some people that fucking know what they're talking about. Um, a lot of good follows, like for like. A lot of people call them Olympic darts. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, the bets and stuff, but like, like, uh, Wes Reynolds, you, you follow him? Yeah. 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 He's been fucking ripping up the Olympics. Hats off to him. Um, he's been tearing it up, but like, you know, there, you got some people like Duncan put out that article track and field. I'm like, I ran cra- cross uh, cross country and track when I was a kid, like for like 10 years. So I'm like big into that stuff. Um, and he wrote a, like a really solid piece on that. And I'm like really looking forward to that. And who can forget like in 1988 with the Ben Johnson scandal and who can forget like Michael Johnson blowing away everybody in 96 in Atlanta. And, you know, Gold stuff shoes. Like that. 
Yeah, and then Usain Bolt, just a yeah. freak of nature, and that's just stuff I love to watch. So, yeah, some people and like I love that part. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I still like. I stayed up last night. I already knew. I already knew the swimming results, but like literally, every I fall, I'd be start falling asleep in between, and then I'd hear them get to the blocks. So I wake up and watch it again. Like I watched Carrie mm. Walsh. I watched the girls kick ass on beach volleyball. I already knew it was going to happen, but you're right. There's there's something about the camaraderie and the like the unity and the it, it doesn't hurt that we kick ass and everything, but um, yeah, but that's America. Um, uh, but like Phelps tonight, they're going to smoke them in the 400 or whatever the 800 meter relay. I'm going to mm-hmm. watch it. I can't wait. Yeah, because I want I want to see how much they beat them by. But um, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like like the no like doubt. the mad dogging that took like that picture that's all over Twitter of Phelps just mad dogging that guy shadow boxing. That stuff's awesome, awesome to watch. It is awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm all about it. I love it. I, I just I'm super frustrated because there is the part like when you're watching a big time sports event, you don't want to you want to watch it to find out what happens. It's just yeah, that's the disappointing part about it. I guess it's hard for me to get over, but it is what it is. It's just facts of life but um the other the other parts that i'm laughing my ass off about like you mentioned usain bolt well he came to a press conference today with like a bunch of cheerleaders he's the, <laughs> he's, the, he's the star of stars right now if he doesn't win all his races my god um did you see the pictures today about the diving pool no i didn't okay they showed an overhead picture i was gonna i'm gonna attach it to the article for this podcast the, the, the laps pulls to the left, and it's still nice aquatic blue. The diving pool that they're diving in at the moment is, like, green, and no one knows why. <laughs> oh, God. And then on a, on a sadder note, like, there's other stuff. There's they, there's people getting robbed left and right. It's like stuff taking – people walking right up just grabbing phones out of hands. But on a – Yeah, I saw that video, man. I saw that video. It's nuts. It's nuts. Like, people forget. Yeah. It's a tourist destination to a very, very small extent. It is one of the most impoverished nations in the world. Like, it's yeah. a bad place for an Olympics. But I don't. I didn't yeah. get to read the story. Literally, I just saw the headline as you said you're ready, so I hit you up with this. Um, a media bus coming from venues, I'm guessing from, like, a soccer venue out of town back to, to Rio – um, got shot like three or four times as it's driving down the freeway. Oh, God. And so I haven't read it. I don't know if anyone got hurt. Um, I don't know what all happened, but that was like the headline. Like, media bus got shot, multiple shots as they're heading back from their venue. So we still have like, what, 10? We still have like at least like a week to 10 days of this. This is not good. Not yeah. good at all. That's- Already starting to fall apart like, like they all worried about. Um, it's crazy. Uh, we'll probably talk about it again, but like you said, I know how much you love the Olympics. You've talked about it a lot. Duncan's piece was great. Um, DFS golf gods came out with his piece today, which is really fun to read because Olympic golf hasn't been in over a hundred years. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds this weekend. A lot of fun yeah. stuff about it. It's just really depressing. Like uh, a lot of people have mentioned on different shows and stuff. And I love the idea. Just pick like four venues. And they just rotate. Like London was great, Tokyo was great. I don't care, no, whatever. Pick four venues and just rotate every. Mm-hmm. So every sixteen years, you get one of them, and you can you can handle it, and it all works. And then you just split the money totally, through. I totally agree. Right. Hey, hey, real quick, I'm I'm watching this. I'm, I mean, I'm not watching. I'm I see this Usain Bolt video with the cheerleaders and whatever. Yeah. 
it like reminds me of Apollo Creed and Rocky Four when he comes yeah. out living in America when he's fighting Drago uh-huh. before he dies. Oh, it's classic because it he didn't. <laughs> it's, it's classic because he didn't even technically qualify. He just got grandfathered into the Olympics. He didn't run of in course, any of these because he's the best. Which no. obviously, yeah. Like you can't not have him, but literally, he said, "I'm half injured. I'm not running." And they said, "No problem. You're in." <laughs> it's like, it's like everybody else on the starting blocks. There's one less spot. Good luck. But. <laughs> I just laughed. Like, and then I saw that video the day. I'm like, oh, that's freaking great. I hope he wins because if he loses, I wouldn't even want to show my face in that area ever again. No shit. But, okay, well, that was some of the heavier stuff we were going to talk about. Let's just kind of spitball a few things here. Let's talk about some recent social media professional snafus. And let's start off with Draymond Green. Um, Draymond Green accidentally quote unquote hit the wrong Snapchat button with a dick pic. Um, how you accidentally hit the wrong <laughs> button with a dick pic is beyond me, but um, he did the wrong thing. and didn't say his account got hacked. He just started making all kinds of excuses. And then a couple days later, he's taking more dumb pictures, but um, what's, and I'm praying to God, it's not a dick pic, but what's the dumbest thing you've ever accidentally like texted someone or, Posted somewhere, if you can talk about it. Oh God! Um, oh, by the way, Draymond's pick. Yeah, I think I think Dougie hacked into his Snapchat. That is great. When I when I was like when I when I heard about that when I heard about happened I'm like, fucking Dougie's at it again. <laughs> yeah, he went, check, he went to go check out the alarm system and started playing with his Snapchat. <laughs> um, what's the dumbest thing I've ever done? Um, God, I don't know. I don't like. Here's an example. I've yeah. Go. What you got? I've I've never done anything like stupid, like social media wise. I've never like posted anything yeah. stupid. I yeah. I like. I'm pretty. Uh, I think I'm pretty much, uh, yeah, I'm pretty aware of if I'm like like drinking a lot or whatever. There's been like some drunk pics like I've put on Facebook before, like or where I've like been like stupid drunk, whatever. But I really don't yeah. care. That's just me. But um, yeah, nothing like I haven't like texted anybody on accident like. I really never done that. I can't believe I haven't. But I mean, knowing me, because I've, I've done some dumb, I've done some dumb shit. But I don't think I've ever done that. And God bless you, because I've never done like really dumb shit. Like I know I've accidentally texted like "fuck yeah." Jesus, Jesus Christ! How many goddamn websites have free shit? Um, no, the uh, <laughs> oh, what a professional thing I'm doing here. Um, some of the dumber things I've done. It's simple stuff. It's like I'm I'm drunk and I'm watching Sunday football or something and the over miraculously hits. I'm like, fuck you, pay me. And I actually text it to my mom. And <laughs> <laughs> I get the text I, back I've and actually, says that, was, that yeah, wasn't I, for I, me, I, was it? <laughs> I, think I, I think I texted like a girl I was dating a long time ago. Like, uh, I think I said something like uh, – I was like on a game or something. He was like, these guys can't do shit. 
what the fuck, this is going to cost me big or something like that. And I was like, oh, fuck. But yeah, that was not, not a big deal. Yeah, no, there's still things like that. Um, the dumbest thing that's probably ever on the internet still to this day that I did, I did a lot of dumb things in college, five years of college. Um, one Halloween, I dressed up as a baby in a diaper and a bib, and that was it. Um, <laughs> that's on the internet somewhere. I'm not going to tell anybody where, but it's out there. Um, <laughs> that's there. Went to a bar dressed in a diaper and a bib for the evening. Um, other than that, nothing too bad. I heard one. We'll, we'll end it with this. I heard one the other day. This gal, she was a. Uh, it was on one of the barstool podcasts that the people call in. She uh, was sexting her partner, and she didn't realize that the text message next. She didn't realize the text message next down the thread was a group family reunion text message, and um, I guess the sexting was getting hot and heavy. And so she sent a picture of her nether region saying, don't you want to fuck the shit out of this tonight to her family reunion? Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. That's awesome. <laughs> I would die. I would die. I would just be done. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm all set. I'm good. <laughs> yep. Time to call it a day. Okay. Other social media thing I wanted to touch on real quick. No doubt. Um, Joey Bosa's mom. With the A needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's that's it. A. That's yeah. But B B, I'll give her credit for the hilariousness of it, but really should never have said it because her son's just being a diva to begin with. Um, when she flat out said, I, "I feel bad for Joey. I wish the Chargers basically pulled a Peyton or an Eli Manning and traded them at the draft." Essentially, mm-hmm. um, what I want to know is because we all we agree that was just dumb, and she needs to shut up and just not even tweet or whatever ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, NBA Finals, we had Steph Curry's wife, Aisha. Who yep. is worse, Aisha Curry or Joey Bosa's mom? Aisha, Aisha Curry by a long shot. She's probably the dumbest yeah. tweeter I've ever seen in my life. Stupid. I just want to know if, anybody, to know if anybody's going to take it. It's gonna. This might be one I'm going to have to compare almost every pod to the next idiot and see if anybody ever passes her up because it's just – no, yeah, she's on, she was, she's she's in like the Twitter dumb shit Hall of Fame. Twitter dumb shit Hall of Fame. That might have to be a new segment on this pod. <laughs> the Twitter, Twitter dumb, dumb shit Hall of Fame. That's outstanding. She's Absolutely the, outstanding. She's the she she's like the inaugural member. We'll oh man, that. That is Twitter Twitter dumb shit Hall of Fame. Oh man. Well, speaking of Twitter, one of the topics you wanted to discuss: the good and the bad of Twitter. Where did you want to go with the good and the bad of Twitter? Because this could go in so many directions. <laughs> so many directions. I, I'm just you, you put that you put that on the suggestions. I said, okay, I can roll with this. Where did you want to go with this? Okay. Oh man. <laughs> we can save it for another pot if you want. Nope. It's up to you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. I myself. Um, a former tout and um, I never like I I did it for I think roughly a year and um, and then I quit basically because kind of our website kind of just broke down and like to me just wasn't worth it and um, I was putting too much stress on myself and 
leaving winners off the board, overthinking shit. And to be honest, it's made like a world of difference because I'm like much more successful now than I was during that time span. But listen, I'm no fucking expert on nobody's an expert as, as far as I'm concerned, but especially if you're on fucking Twitter, but listen, if you're a talent and you're giving out a free play and the free play is a fucking parlay of two, two minus minus two fifty favorites, fucking delete your account and quit. Cause that's fucking <laughs> stupid. That's square square. Seriously. That's your, that's your fucking free play. A fucking minus, like a, a a parlay that like pays out minus one ten. That's your free play. Get the fuck out of here, man! I think really? I, I, I have I have a hunch. I, I, if I had two guesses, I think I could guess who you're talking about. But we're not going to give them any publicity on here. No, 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 no. I've seen it like three times. You're not even I've seen it like three times. Okay. Like, seriously, like, like like if you're if you're going to have a free play, give out a dog or something. Like, don't give out. Fucking Scherzer and Chris Sale parlay like anybody, <laughs> anybody, and they're anybody could come up with that fucking thing. Yep. The one that, if you want to go, uh, yeah. yeah, go this route, yeah, that annoys yeah. me. Then there's one similar thing to that route that annoys me, and I've been annoyed by it forever. And there's certain nights if I drink, I start attacking. I guess one would say. But I've really done a lot better just biting my tongue and walking away. Um, no one's been able to answer this for me. What is a personal play? I'm always wondering that one. I, I want to know. Because are you trying to tell me your other plays you're not playing? Or your personal play wasn't good enough to play? Or I, I, I haven't gotten an answer on that one. And that one chaps my ass to go in so many times. Like, it's either a player, it's not. Um, personal play is they just want to keep it personal. <laughs> then, then don't tweet it, please. <laughs> it's uh, personal play. Well, fuck, that one just always. I'm just, I sit there, I see that, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, really, why am I even on the internet right now? This this website called Twitter just kills me. Um. It is. It, it's entertaining, though. It is. Oh no! It's a, it's one of the best addictive drugs you could ever find. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. But that leads us to this one: things that drive your wife's nuts. My wife absolutely hates Twitter. Yeah, my wife does too. Yeah, like literally. Oh, I, 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 yeah. No, like um, my favorite app is um, besides Twitter, is um the Score app. I think it's. By far, the best like score site for anything like all around. Like for soccer, people use Flash Score. Like if they want to get DGNX or Flash Score, is usually the best one. But um, I really like the score. It's I've it's like been the best app for me. But like usually, I put on notifications on like games I bet. But if if I got like DFS going. I just hit the star and hit all the fucking games. So I get notifications for all the fucking games. And I have to put like the DND on my phone because my wife will fucking flip her shit. She's like, what the fuck? And I yeah. don't blame her, but she puts up with a lot. So 
Yeah, no, that's the biggest thing in my household is I'm trying to learn to be respectful of the time, I guess, is what I've been told. Um, and I agree with it. Yes. I, she puts up with a lot of crap because if you're not, if I'm not on Twitter, I'm either on DraftKings checking scores because, you know, every 30 seconds is going to determine if I make money tonight. Um, and right. Or I'm checking the score app. So it's one of those three things. And it's just one thing after another after another. And I've realized it is pretty dumb. Like over the weekend, we went to a party at the sister-in-law's, like I mentioned, and the phone just got left in the bedroom. That was my decision. Just made it a lot easier to be a dickhead the whole night. Um, right. It's just little things like that. But like last night, last night she wasn't around. So I got to hang out and do stuff on Twitter and I had a blast. But uh, it is a very addictive drug that could get things in a lot of trouble. <laughs> That's where, uh, you know, you know what? I, I I like I look forward to the nights where we hang out or whatnot, and we're like catching a movie or something. But like, if she's watching like The Bachelorette or The Bachelor or something, or Bachelors in Paradise or whatever, then I know then it's going to be like a sports night for me. But let me ask you this, Brian. I went on game. I went I went on Twitter when The Bachelor season finale was on. Dudes be. Yeah fucking tweeting about the bachelor like dude are you kidding me dude i'm telling you so i don't watch it at all no bachelor for me the stuff i have to sit and watch and i've learned to embrace are some housewife shows um okay vanderpump rules gray's anatomy mm-hmm. stuff like that but um mm-hmm. yes i think it was like last year i started really noticing the bachelor tweets and I've even asked a couple of guys, I'm like, what is going on here? And it's just gotten worse and worse. And I'm starting to wonder, is there something we're missing here? Because I can't figure it out. I, I, I don't get it. Like uh, Portnoy, the guy from Barstool, he would like every commercial break, he was given a video update of what he thought of the Bachelor. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah. No, they, they, they do full like articles on it. Like these sites – like Clay Travis, who I could see being bisexual or gay, so it make more sense. Um, he like devours the whole thing. It, it's weird to each their own. Everyone has guilty pleasures. I get it, um, but yeah, the extent that it has gone to, I'm glad you pointed it out, is mind-boggling to me. I haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah, but it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. But you know, Mike, we're all Mike, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps just won the 200 meter butterfly, by the way. Oh, thanks for spoiling it for me. Five hours ahead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> was, that not was, gonna, be, was that not supposed to tell you? It wasn't going to be you. It was going to be someone else when I opened my phone up. So it's all good. I just, yeah, you're, you're, you're on Twitter. That's a spoiler anyway. So yeah, I already screwed myself. That's like when my wife, that's when my wife <laughs> texts me. Like, and we didn't watch the finale of something the night before. And she texts me on her way to work. Oh, I heard who won the voice. I'm like, well, why'd you do that? I accidentally went on Facebook. You went on Facebook a half an hour after you left the house. I told you not to go on it if you don't want to know what's going to happen. It's all over the place. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. But good for Michael Phelps. That just gives another medal to the good guys. Um, the, very good. Last thing, the very last thing we'll wrap it up with here as we're approaching that hour mark. The worst thing you've bet on. What is the worst thing you have bet on? Okay. Um, table tennis. Ooh. Um, it wasn't much though. Um, and probably, 
tennis. I I, yes. I, I just like, there's a, there's a lot of dudes that bet on tennis, and I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't know how they do it, no. but like, um, that kit the uh, Fugly Fugly, mm-hmm. uh, Fugly God, he tears it up on tennis, but. Um, I don't know how people can bet tennis. I really don't. You're just you're just asking for like stress. It's just like ridiculous. It, but yeah, and then you know, I, I think table tennis is probably like I told, yeah, I you know, DGen total DGen, but tennis and tennis and soccer are pretty ridiculous. Those ones are those ones will take years off your life in a matter of like an hour. Um, those ones are tough. Yeah. Uh, are we talking you have to use an actual book or just gambling amongst friends counts? Oh, you got to use a book. Okay. Okay. That changes things. Um, uh, <laughs> tech, technically, um, the hot dog eating contest. That was pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That was the over this year was easy money. Nice. Mr. Chet, that one. Um, yeah. I remember actually, I remember a long time ago I did a Brian Bullock podcast. Bebo knows. Check him out. Good stuff. Bebo. Uh, Bebo. He, uh, we had an actual segment where we named like some of our weirdest bets and then like three, four, five sports we'd like to see become more bettable. Like we were talking and to make it more mainstream on TV. Cause like remember back in the day, like every Sunday when it wasn't football season or even when it was like after game or the prime time was over or whatever, bowling came mm-hmm. up. Why can't we bet Ooh. on bowling? Like over-unders, you know, they play three games apiece or whatever. It's just like tennis. Now you have over-unders and stuff. Um, you have spreads. You got all kinds of crazy shit. I couldn't fucking uh, do that. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could bring myself to do that. I'm just saying, like, we can get crazy. We can get weird. This is what it's all about. Um, yeah, something to think shit. about. We'll think about that for the next pod. Crazy sports that need to be bet on. Remember okay. that one. Okay. Um, with that being said, awesome pod. Any last words you have, Doc? Um, no. Um, oh, yeah. Um, just because. It, it, look, if you're going to bet on the Olympics, um, use caution. Because <laughs> if it looks too easy, it probably is. Yeah, no doubt. So. No doubt. Um, good stuff there. Again, everybody, thanks for listening. You can find Doc on Twitter at positive underscore big myself at BDN trick. Follow us at the sports DGens. Lots of good content out. Go check out docs, 10 breakout players. Go check out D's. Um, do it, do it. Build. But there's John Deere PGA golf. And there's Olympic golf, two pieces this week from DFS golf gods. Uh, Doc and rich are going to start breaking down divisions for the NFL. There's a lot of stuff coming. Go check it out again. Thanks for listening. We're going to play the whole collider song Grade it. Let us know what you think. Until next time, we'll catch you later. This is Bench with Bubba, episode four. Thank <laughs> you.
better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.